problem isn't that I just don't know what to get her. The problem is that I keep thinking of what to get her, but then I know I can't write it down or do anything with it because she's so sneaky and knows all my passwords and everything. She'll find something and go look it down. So I try to do it with half a million things on my brain. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad Amy was home yesterday. I wish it was under uh, better circumstances. Hopefully the truck is better, but we'll see. But no, she... I, I literally keep thinking, oh yeah, because Tabitha's easy, right? Because she I, has... I disagree. Really? Because she has that. So all And I... so does, does Lily. Yeah. She just keeps losing it. Right now, Tabby's lost hers. That's true. Okay. It's like it really, it, it, it's hard because they both have phones, they both have the mm-hmm. switch lights, they both have their own rooms, they both, like, everything. They have everything. And then they get it taken because they don't do well in school, or mm-hmm. they're not doing their chores, or they're given a big old attitude, stealing things, lying, and then... Okay, that's fair enough. So it's, it's easy to get them gifts, it's just hard to give them gifts that they can actually keep. Because no. I'm, right now, I'm already looking at things. I Both of them have something in my Amazon cart that have to do with their Switches. Yeah. But it, it's in, but they're not, like, games um, or anything, so that it's... I remember. What? I already got Tabitha's. Yeah, you got her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> okay. So that one's good. It's already wrapped in under the tree. Okay, yeah. I'm stupid. So, okay. So I just need to... Lilies and Lilies. We'll figure it out. Um... But yours, yours was easy because yours was right after your birthday and it was the first time that you saw something and said something and I was like, oh, okay. What? Yeah. Something after my birthday? Yeah, like right after your birthday and then recently you brought it up again and I was like, what? Yep. Secured it. Secured it within the last two months. Oh no. You brought it up again and I was like, okay, perfect. So... If you don't like your present, it is your fault because you literally specifically, specifically. gave me... There's even a background story into your present. And this is going to be fun because like Christmas Day, we're talking about doing a, you know, a podcast so you guys can know, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, you brought up your present. Your present was easy because you brought it up. And I'd almost forgot about it and then you brought it up again and I was like, oh yeah... And went and looked, and sure enough, still able to find it. And it's not from Amazon. So, yeah. But with Lily, it's like I've had to be covert about everything because she's just, she's so sneaky. She, yeah. I I do know my problem right now, the reason, to be completely honest, me not giving Lily what I wanted is because I booted hers down because of what I want to get you. Oh, man. But it's going to be good, and you're going to love it. I just, I haven't ordered it yet, because there's still something I have to figure out. But, yeah, I, no, I know what I'm getting you. Well, no worries. So, huh, you know me. I'm pretty, I am pretty easygoing. It, you guys make it harder on yourselves than I ever would. Because well, I don't want to get you throwaway gifts. Like, even down to your birthday, like, you were super happy about it. The girls just got you a bunch of Deadpool figurines and things that yeah. you still don't have out. Because where are you going to put them? What are you going to do with them? They're not yeah. even just original Deadpool things. So it's I, just... I know, I, but I have a boat, so... I could always use boat stuff. I love fishing, so I could always use any fishing stuff. Yeah, but you get those things for yourself all the time. But Be, I speaking of which, there's still you have to. I have you have an advent calendar, a fishing advent calendar. 
that you have to yeah you got it because it was you got it after it was on sale after christmas last year oh, and then it got okay. put up with the rest of the fishing stuff oh. and so i just i i saw it when i was taking it all the decorations i was okay. like oh my gosh joey has to open up these oh, every day oh no oh man shucks <laughs> so, so you have you awesome. have an advent calendar okay back when we were broke we, we went and got it so that's good but i mean <sighs> yeah welcome to the stupid podcast on everything I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. <laughs> and we're going to talk about everything and nothing all at the same time with completely different viewpoints from people of completely different backgrounds and generations. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. And speaking of covert daughters sneaking around and doing stuff they're not supposed to, <laughs> what's today's international day? It is International Ninja Day. There you go. So. I have two of them. <laughs> So I'm going to read a little bit about ninjas. Absolutely. Ninjas first appeared around the year 600. Historically, they served samurai warriors and they spied on or assassinated an enemy. While some sources suggest that they were fallen samurai, most point to the common man and woman. They walked along among farmers and servants of everyday life. However, the skills of a ninja were passed down from generation to generation. If a father was a ninja, then he would likely train his son or daughter to be one too. And then in Japan, there are museums that focus on ninja history and lifestyle. Novels and films have brought the way of the ninja to the mainstream, from Japanese action films to animated turtles. Ninja movies covered the spectrum. Spy novels, comic books, and series captured the imagination of every age. Their mystery fed storylines across generations until the ninja became a genre all on its own. That's awesome, and yeah, Japan. I and it's one. It's one of the places on my bucket list to go. Oh yeah, and uh, it's for the, a lot of different reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's the Koka and Iga Ninja Museum. So there are a couple mm-hmm. of things that I definitely want to see. Uh, the Iga Ninja Museum. I've seen a couple of people doing videos on it, and they have just like a whole collection of like tools and weapons and things that they used. And you know, the ninjas were. They were not some wholesome little thing. They were just straight yeah, up assassins. Yeah, that was yeah. the point. They were supposed to, they had targets and they had to kill. They were covert. I mean, literally, they were a CIA clandestine group within, you know, they were an enclave. They were literally sitting with inside. Uh, there was, oh, I'm trying to remember which one it was, but they, there was literally, they were brought in by the samurai and they, uh, the shogun, and they starved out an entire village. Um, I remember. And, I remember learning about that. Yeah, they they literally were doing all kinds of things to you know they were sowing discord and dissent um, throughout the entire village and community, and then they started disrupting their food supply. And, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember learning about this in school. Yeah, and so it was like you know because of that, it was when the shogun came in, they just conquered it easily. Yep. They conquered them easily. You know, and it was like, and that's what the ninja did. And I like, when I sit and I see things like, you know, as the kid me would see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they were all about honor and they were all about, you know. Race. Yes. And they were just. just, Even for newer generations like Kung Fu Panda. Mm Mm-hmm. Ninjas. No. They're not like that. (laughs) No. A ninja had one job. The bad guy in Kung Fu Panda was more like a ninja. Yeah. Exactly. They were there to disrupt, to to sow dissent, and to knock out, and they, you know, they're tyrannical governments. 
And it was like, yeah, but everybody's tyrannical. I mean, to somebody else, everybody's tyrannical. How do we know? Because homeowners associations exist, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't get much more of a smaller community of corrupt than a yeah. lot of homeowners associations. But we'll talk about that at a later time. But ninjas would be like somebody who was, hey, I'm going to pay you to come in and live in my place. And I need you to, like, destroy this homeowners association. Or just weaken it so bad and expose it that, you know, we're able to come in and just destroy it. Mm-hmm. So ninjas were great at, they, and they did, they taught their kids, you know, from a young age, a joke around the whole, they're taught at birth. I'm like, what are you taught at birth? Like, <laughs> How to go along here the time Baby's born, he goes to know. cry, you slap it, shh. <laughs> shh, you'll be quiet, you know. It was like, no. So they're trained at a young age, but they also taught, tra- trained you know, homeopathy. So they literally like learn or holistics, excuse me, um, because they would learn what plants were good for medicines, what plants you could use, for, uh, you know, for poisons and things like that and what they did. And so they learned how to be able to survive and, you know, in heavily fortified areas, they would have to, you know, think of how slowly they would have to be able to move to get to where they needed to be within a certain range of their target, you know, And so they would just, everything about them was that level of independence where, you know, they would take days, weeks, sometimes months to accomplish their goals, but they were patient about it, but they were relentless. So, and 250 years, for 250 years, the ninja were the squad, you know, it was just, it was incredible. So ninjas, yeah, nothing to play around with, but they're not these ultra glorified you know groups of you know there there were two right there were the the two for the museums that i was talking about you know they were rival clans and you know they had land uh, strategic strategery so that they were able to and you know it was hard to invade their own villages and it was like so you know hey we're gonna kill and beat up a bunch of people we're gonna turn over you know turn over governments and and you know destroy corrupt places and but we're for hire so at the end of the day whatever you need type situation so ninjas ninjas were pretty amazing to look at so and i mean i still like looking at it no way could i ever be that so because you know there's the whole long feud of ninjas or pirates and i used to be ninja but not so much anymore because a lot of ninjas wouldn't they didn't drink (laughs) So, depending on who you talk to, they didn't believe in alcohol of any kind or really relaxing. They were all just about killing and over overthrowing governments. So, anyways. <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any ninjas in our next segment. I don't think so. Is there? I don't... Maybe the closest we would have? No. I don't think there's any. Okay. Well, anyways. So, what's our next segment? I'm sorry. What, really? what else we got going on today? Today is also Walt Disney's birthday. Ah. He was born on December 5th, 1901 in Chicago. Okay. And we so, all know who he is. Yep. So I've got some three random things that I'm sure that, you know, the average person doesn't know about him. Okay. So one thing is he was too too young to enlist, but he did it anyways. Is a 16-year-old Disney tried to sign up for the Navy and the Canadian Armed Forces during World War One, but he was turned away because he was too young. 
He conspired with a friend to change their birth year in order to meet the age requirement for the Red Cross Ambulance Corps and even got his mother to sign off on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he created a working train model in his own backyard, which I think is really cool. So Disney didn't just work hard, he played hard. Before the Disneyland Railroad, there was a Carrollwood Pacific Railroad, the one-eighth working model train Disney helped to build in his own backyard. According to the Carrollwood Society, the scenic miniature train track is one of the most intricately detailed miniature live steam home railroads ever created. Nice. So that's like amazing. <sighs> I, <laughs> I, I couldn't see doing that in our backyard. That's crazy. That's that's a level of dedication I just don't have to something like that for 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 that. That's but I mean, you know, Disney made his mark. Mm-hmm. So and you know okay. You got more on mm-hmm. there? The third oh, one. Okay. And then he voiced Mickey in more than a hundred shorts. Walt Disney not only conceptualized the beloved Mickey Mouse, he immortalized him in the nation's psyche with those comically high-pitched mouse noises. He supplied the voice in more than a hundred short films, including one which is called Get a Horse, which was released ahead of Frozen in 2013. Okay. So we definitely have to, definitely have to watch that. So he voiced it? Yep. In 2013? No. He, the, he voiced he... it and it was released in 2013. Okay. I'm like, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we stay on the positive side? Of, yes. Of all? Okay. So, can I just one little no? The... Oh, okay. The only thing I was saying um, Mickey Mouse wasn't originally Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse was originally Steamboat Willie. He was literally, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be his name, was Willie. So there was a whole thing about why he became Mickey. Do you do you know that whole thing at all? Okay. No. So I want to show you something, and it's gonna. It, we'll have to put it up on our page. But the whole reason they did it was because you know Mickey Mouse. Mickey was supposed to be all nice and and you know wholesome and everything and and everything that was good, right? Mm-hmm. Except that Mickey originally wasn't. Mickey wasn't originally a good guy. If you ever there's. A video, one of the cartoons that he did was Swiss cheese. And all I'm going to say is that he used a part of himself to make the Swiss cheese. You know, if you haven't seen that, definitely look at that. But the the key was, and somebody had realized it when they got, they got a, a Mickey Mouse mug. And inside the mug was Walt Disney's signature for the name Mickey. And look at it upside down in the reflection. What do you see? Wicked. So Mickey upside down in a reflection is wicked. So it was kind of like, and, and Walt Disney was known for doing things like that, like little weird things. And I mean, we've all heard all of the subliminal messages and all of the movies and yada, yada, yada. But that one is the one that caught me the most because I always looked at it and was like, okay. And then when somebody pointed that out, I thought, that's not a coincidence. So if you get a chance, just... Take Walt Disney's spelling of Mickey and just look at it. You know what? I'll put it on the Facebook page. No no worries. I'll put it up on our Facebook page so if anybody can look at it that. So, but hey, he brought joy to all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there's a literally. lot of things. Originally, Mickey Mouse was very political and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But it just, he, no matter what, he's a big part of everybody's lives yeah. and continues to be and will continue to be for who knows how long. Yeah, so. absolutely. So Disney was a big part of everything, and he's a big part of our lives. He's a big. I can't think of any house that I've ever been in where somebody doesn't have 
a favorite Disney movie or somebody doesn't have, you know, mm-hmm. something that's in there that's from your childhood. And, what and is your favorite Disney movie? Ooh, my favorite Disney movie? Oh, my gosh. You have to I, choose one. Huh? If you I have know, to choose one. I'm, I'm going through and I'm like, I can only choose one. And there's... Wow. I already have mine. I've always had mine. Really? Yeah. Wow. What's yours? Tangled. Oh, but really? mine holds a lot of em- emotional sides of it because mm. one, I relate to Rapunzel a lot. I, there's okay. just a lot of everything that she does and the way that she acts and the way that she is that you know I've always enjoyed. But that was the very first um, movie. I could see that you I, the frying pan, so that makes sense. <laughs> it was the very first movie that my mom took me to go see that I can remember and like was like excited and like mm. it was it just it meant a lot to me and her and I went to go see it alone she just took me out on a mom mom daughter date and I had so much fun I loved the movie and it's just every time I watch it I know all of the words to every single one of the songs and everything I don't know just everything about that movie it always always makes me happy okay um see mine is and I'm trying to think because I have three big ones, but they're big ones. That shows that I'm kind of a basic, and when it comes to movies, on on that. But uh, I love Lion King, and I love Little Mermaid, and so I'm I'm really am having a hard time between Lion King, Little Mermaid, and Aladdin, as far as the movies go. And the funny thing is, is you know they've all had live remakes. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a single one of them. I thought you watched Aladdin. No, you guys, you guys put it on. And I walked out about a third of the way into it, and I, I don't know why. I just. Well, I do have to say, of all the live action remakes, my favorite one by far is actually Mulan, because it's very true to the story, and it's just, it, I don't know. There's just something about it that makes it so much cooler to be live action than animated. All the rest of them, I've never watched the Lion King live remake. I have no desire mm-hmm. to. It was just such a weird thing. And I and then after it came out and everybody watched it, there were so many bad things that people had to say about it that I just, that I had no desire. And then what was the other one? Um, Lion King, Aladdin, and... Uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little yeah. Mermaid hasn't come out yet, but they're talking mm-hmm. about it. And then the Lion, or and then the Aladdin, yeah. I liked, I liked the Aladdin one. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. I, but I liked it. I enjoyed it, but just because I liked... I think it's mostly just because I liked the the song that they all... When he's walking into the palace. Yeah, that one is... Having that one be live action was really... Having that one be live action was really cool. Because there were just so many... I mean, down to... I, well, I can't even lie. The, having everybody that was dancing for that one was mm-hmm. really cool. I really liked that. And just the, it just, it helped just the grandness of that song. It really came together being live action. So. And I understand that. And I'll probably sit down and just watch the live remakes. But I think that'll happen the day that I get caught up. But on... I do have to say, because you won't like it because uh, Jafar was not, he did not hold up. The way that how because I remember being oh, terrified of yeah. Jafar when oh, I was younger. Yeah. The live action movie does not do that. He, they don't do him justice at all. Jafar but, is a little he's a little bitch. Let's, let's <laughs> just remind everybody action. that in Aladdin, in the original cartoon movie, mm-hmm. Jafar killed a dude like no oh, yeah. waste, no time, <laughs> threw him, killed him. 
Like you, you just you, you're like, yeah, no, like he, there's, there's nothing that could stop like, him. Right, Bambi's mom never came out of the woods, and you heard a shot. Right, mm-hmm. you didn't see Bambi's mom getting off. Right, yeah. the closest to anything before that was Beauty and the Beast, um, when Gaston falling off the. Yeah, the, the house. No, but you never. That watch. wasn't anybody killed. Like <laughs> yeah. Jafar, straight out. Oh nope. <laughs> like yeah, no. He he was scared. Tried to do the same to Aladdin. Yeah, pulled out a scimitar. Well, not scimitars, the small one. I can't remember what they're actually called. Scabbard, and was just gonna stab the living crap out of him right there. Yeah. So no, yeah. he does not have the same level of evil mm-hmm. in the live action one. So I I can understand it's literally everything. Every other character is great, but Jafar is just not the same. It, it, yeah. Nobody could nobody could make him evil enough. I don't know if it was just something because they didn't want. I, the only thing I could think is just that they didn't want oh. it to be evil because they didn't want like we're a just bad name. About animated, right? Not our favorite Disney movie. Disney no, movie. well, not even necessarily animated. Just, okay. just not like not Marvel. Like that doesn't count. Maleficent's well, yeah, okay, then yeah, that's yeah. that counts. <laughs> yeah, Maleficent would be number one. That's, that's a Disney down. movie. Angelina Jolie played her. I was so scared when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> she's going to kill the genre. And I still haven't because, seen it. Oh, really? You, yes, we've talked about this okay. from the moment that we okay. met, that your favorite Disney movie, yeah. you love Maleficent, yep. Maleficent, Maleficent, and yep. then every time it was like, oh, and then the second one came I out. I have figurines, I have yeah. all, and they are out. They're not like, oh, I have figurines, they're in a drawer somewhere. Oh, no, that's, I got that's you one of them yep. for your birthday, yep. and you loved it, and you were so excited, and you were so mm-hmm. excited, so much so that you moved your Harley Quinn one, yep. which was your favorite figurine, Original to put Harley the... Harley Quinn, always going to be a boss, voiced by Tara Strong, the most beautiful woman in the vo- in the cartoon voice history. But yes. You moved your Harley Quinn to put your Maleficent there mm-hmm. because you loved that that I got that for you and I knew that that was yep. going to be a thing because it was like you love Deadpool yeah that's mm-hmm. cool but you didn't idolize Deadpool no. you idolized Maleficent I <laughs> because liked they're the so bad guys. yeah <laughs> I really did look in Princess and the Frog right but he's awesome right what is his name I I always just refer to him as the witch doctor, but it's yeah, not even no, close to no, what he no. is. He's actually got. Let, let me pull him up here. Ah, what, Doctor Facilier? Yeah, he, yeah. He's awesome. He's right? amazing. In Lion King, Scar, but not just Scar. Scar, when he sang "Be Prepared," mm-hmm. and the hyenas are all that Anubis look marching through, just which looks like your dog Roxy. So, <laughs> but. Holy crap, the bad guys, right? You had Little Mermaid, Ursula. Ursula, who could use body transformation magic to look like anything, decided to still be a badass squid woman, right? Like, and Maleficent. Yeah, holy crud. You know, Mm -hmm. you sit and you look at these people and you go, okay. You know, yeah, character flaws, but... These were some driven people. Yeah, that's what I like. I always like bad guys and the villains more than the heroes because I feel like the heroes are always the same. Like, more or less. I think that's part of the reason why I like Elsa so much as well because Elsa has an internal struggle like a mm-hmm. villain. She was so close to being a villain. And yeah. that's why her character, I feel like, even though, yeah, she's technically the hero, she caused the problem in the first place. Right. So Anna's the hero. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, 
I like villains. That's why I like Loki so much because he's a villain, and mm-hmm. you know, as much as I want to enjoy the series, Is they're turning him into. Or does Disney like seem to put more depth into their villains than? Oh, hundred percent. Everybody put a does backstory though. Into their heroes. But the villains... But all... No, no. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Hmm. It's that all of their tragic backstories for their heroes are exactly the same. Dead parent or Mm -hmm. parents. And then they're lonely in some way, shape, or form. Some form of isolation happened in their life. And then they're just alone. And they have to learn how to not be alone by doing whatever it is that they're doing. In Mulan, she has her father who is, you know... He can't do all the things that he needs to do, and she doesn't want to grow up and be, you know, married to a man and held down and all the things, all this mm-hmm. honor stuff. So she ends up going off learning how to be somebody with friends and everything, and then falls in love and everything. It's the same thing. Same thing with even down to Rapunzel. She's been alone her whole life. And Mother Gothel is, oh, you know, you're great, but your parents are, you know, they're not dead, but they're, she doesn't know that they exist. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what her story is. And then, so she's alone, and she goes and she, finally, you know, get, meets another person, and they go and they fall in love, and then she meets her parents, and then she's not alone anymore. It's like, literally, yeah. Elsa and Anna were the first ones that were like, yeah, their parents died. But they still had each other. It wasn't just you're alone, but you had two different sides of the same coin. One that was always trying to see the positive and everything, and one that fell into depression and anxiety and didn't know what to do. And then instead of having some outside source that was the villain, I mean, there was an outside source that was a villain, but he wasn't the villain in the beginning. There was no original, like he had, well, he had an original plan, but it didn't go the way like every other animated movie always goes. He, so she was becoming the villain and she literally had to just figure her way out of it. And even in the second movie, it was, she still never got her answer by the end of the first movie. Mm -hmm. And then the second movie finally gave that one to her. But so it was the same thing with every, every single character, every single hero, every single princess, every single, everything for Disney movies, they always have some form of isolation. They always have a dead parent or parents or so just some kind of loss. And then that's the same. There's no depth. That's it. It's just a different altercation or alteration of that storyline over and over and over and over. Same thing. Even just down to Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Parents die and then that's it. She's stuck with the, the stepmother and step-siblings. And, yeah, yeah, everybody's no. the same Where person. You had all the bad guys. The best bad guys always had those sidekicks who were just as epic, right? Ursula had Flossum and Jetson, right? And when, remember when they died... Like her response. Was, it's been a long time. Well, yeah, Please. yeah. Like she, that was like I I've seen that, mm-hmm. you know. And then Genghis Khan in Milan, his hawk. Yeah. That. Hawk oh, that was, turned him. <laughs> First of all, that hawk was terrifying. Yeah, I remember was, being, but that Mulan was another movie that actually scared me because I was terrified because it was the fact that he had yellow eyes I think was Mm -hmm. the biggest thing and then the fact that he didn't speak really any words but it was still just this looming bad guy that you knew was there but you there was just this dread throughout the entire movie every time especially when they came across the village that was burned down and it was like wow you know you never see any death in in these movies but you get the implication that there was a lot of death and especially with Mulan because they're going at the Hun were awful (laughs) so it was terrifying and then you grow up and learn about the hunt and i was like wow this isn't any better (laughs) so no all of the villains they they had they i don't know they they had substance in their characters Mm -hmm. they were never just a bad guy to be a bad guy like the heroes were heroes just 
because it fell in their lap being a hero. But the bad guys, it didn't fall in their lap to be a bad guy. They were never just bad. Like, everything was always leading up to it. They had more of a story on why they were bad instead of the heroes or the, you know, protagonists not having a reason or a storyline, really. It was just, oh, well, I don't want other people to feel the pain I felt, so I'm just going to do good. Meanwhile, the bad guy, they always have some kind of internal conflict that they dealt with for mm-hmm. long enough that it just kept kept getting nagged at and they kept dealing with it until they became the bad guy and then they just kind of oh well guess i'm the bad guy now it's mm-hmm. kind of all of the way like all of them are like that it's not just i'm being bad to be bad it was like well i was pushed to be like this so <laughs> i'm gonna be like this now this is what i'm good at yeah type situation and hey you know what you treated me differently and then like some of the disney movies that we watch mm-hmm. where i'm like the good guy created the bad guy Biggest example of that, The Emperor's New Groove. Now, don't get me wrong, Yzma was, <laughs> like, by the time she got to the throne, she was there. But if you watched, when they sat down and he was starting to treat her at the beginning with respect, mm-hmm. Yzma was, like, all excited about it. Like, she felt really good, but it was just him being a setup to be a jerk. Yeah. And it was, like, how different would it have been if Jafar was entirely more respected by the Sultan mm-hmm. and... You know, how different would it have been if Yzma, you know, if, oh, because she had Kronk and he was awesome. But, Mm -hmm. you know, how different would it have been if the Emperor wouldn't have been such a pompous little jerk to her? Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, so yeah, so you look at that and you go, okay. But we've gone way over on our segment. So, and we had another segment that we were going to be doing this, but I, we, we kind of went over, I guess, Disney has a bigger impact on our lives than we ever think. So mm-hmm. that's not a worry. We'll either talk about it tomorrow, or maybe we'll talk about our afternoon segment, or even in our Patreon setup, or our extras whenever we get those set up on our pages. So Because we are going to put some audios in different places and everything to kind of encourage people to get around. So thank you so much for tuning in and turning us on, because we appreciate it, because otherwise we're just talking to each other into a microphone, which <laughs> sometimes we're just fine with. But... If you have anything, we would love to hear you on all of our social media. Be sure to check us out. Share us. Tell your friends. We're going to just keep getting better and better until we get worse and worse. So thanks a lot. And once again, I'm Joey. I'm Kiki. And this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.